When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much again to uh, Elliot Shore Parks. Uh, look, I hope if anything, guys, this this w- interview was a motivation. You, do you do you want that energy to be the number one podcast on the Odyssey platform? I don't think so. I, I think you clearly want us to to be number one. Um, and, and and look, we're just trying to motivate you by all picking the Eagles. That's what we're doing. We're trying to motivate you guys to make this podcast number one. Uh, right now, though. Uh, one of the people we're really thankful for, other than just our dear listeners, is we're thankful to our sponsors at Boomer Jacks. They have been such a great partner for us to team up with. I was so excited when we were told by the uh, the staff here at Odyssey that we we're going to be linking up with Boomer Jacks because I was like, that's perfect. I already go to Boomer Jacks. I'm already a Boomer Jacks stan. I'm already a Boomer Jacks spokesman, whether or not they're, they're sponsoring our podcast. So the fact that they sponsor it, it's just, you know, hand me glove. And the thing I love about Boomer Jacks right now, it's the wing deals. On Tuesday, it's half-price traditional wings. Wednesday, it's half-price boneless wings. So whatever your fancy is there, they've got you covered. It's wings, regardless. Wings are great. Who doesn't like wings? And on Tuesday or Wednesday, they've got half-price deals for you, depending on what type of wings you like. It is also a great atmosphere if you're going to watch the game, if you're looking for somewhere to have drinks with friends, if you're looking for dinner with the family, Boomer Jacks is the perfect spot. They have wall-to-wall TVs. They have ice-cold beer. They've got live music. Everything you're looking for in an outing, in a, in a great atmosphere, it's there at Boomer Jacks. 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by heading over to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. Brian brought us... Uh, we got some interesting locker room audio that I want to kick off with here. It's a longer cut, but I think it's important to play it because, you know, Elliot just kind of referenced it there that more than the, you know, Jason Peters referring to Eagles fans as effing idiots, uh, they're more interested in what DeMarcus Lawrence had to say yesterday and some of the shots he was taking. Or not shots, I think just the the very direct way that DeMarcus tends to talk about, about opponents and, and how he feels about them. And so we're going to play this and react a little bit to what DeMarcus had to say. But this is DeMarcus Lawrence yesterday. It's going to begin with him talking about when you hear him talking right out of the gate, he's talking about Jalen Hurts. So keep that in mind. But this is DeMarcus Lawrence yesterday talking about the Eagles. You know, I think it's still areas that he struggles in, so, you know, just attack the areas. Would you say it's not as hard or it's going to be harder to bring him down when he's moving around the pocket or because you got, you know, you think you All honesty, I really don't think about things like that. Um, you know, it's just trying to put as much pressure on the quarterback, making him uncomfortable, you know, as much as possible. Um, it really ain't no science to this, you know what I'm saying? Football is, is played at a high speed, and, you know, um, being able to attack and be relentless, you know, all four quarters, that's what the game is all about. So, you know, we just play our style. Is this the biggest challenge your defense face to see? 
from an office standpoint. Yeah, so it, it will be a good test for us. Um, you know what I'm saying? I, I feel like, you know, they do have a pretty good offense. Um, you know, they got a, got a good receiver core, um, good quarterback, you know, good offensive line. So, you know, they they well-rounded. But also, we them boys. Remember that. Don't worry about it. Y'all will see it on Sunday. So that's all to it. You know what they do in the football, fourth in the fourth in the league right now. You guys had a really good week last week stopping the run, but there's been moments this season. What, what's the key to being more consistent? Yeah, man. Um, I say more more technique, uh, technique sound. Uh, you know, not not trying to. I feel like you know, there's so many plays out there to be made. Uh, everybody is going for them on our defense. So you know, just being more technique sound, um, staying in our gaps, making sure we're not trying to you know do our brother's job and just do our job. What have you seen differently from Hertz? How he's grown? I know you guys have faced him twice as a starter, but he's taking a real step. This hey, how about this? That's the last question I'm here about Hertz. For real though. He's talking a lot about because I, cause I really don't care. Woo. He's he's feeling it. There were there. I mean, there were a couple of other. He said there's still areas he struggles in. Obviously, uh, yeah. my favorite quote, uh, that, and it's not included there, but my favorite quote he had yesterday was, "All y'all need to write is he hasn't played the Cowboys yet, so we don't know how good he is." And I like that swagger. I like that confidence. I like that approach. And look, to be fair, if you look at the two games Jalen Hurts has started against the Cowboys, he's lost by twenty. So I I, I mean each time, and so I think there is a little bit of a. It's a fair standard to say this is a guy who has not played well against the Cowboys in his career, and this is a Cowboys defense that is playing at a really high level right now. And as Elliot talked about last segment, it's an offense that's starting to struggle a little bit the last couple weeks. isn't nearly as sharp as they were early on. Uh, but, Brian, you, do you have any issues with what Demarcus Lawrence had to say yesterday? No, not at all. And to be honest with you here, uh, as we roll through this podcast, I would have picked the Cowboys if Dak Prescott was playing quarterback. I just, I just feel like that it's going to be a problem, you know, without him in the lineup because I, you know, Dak owns these guys the way he plays. Now, Demarcus, I, I have absolutely no problem with what he's saying, you know, and he's absolutely right. You know, there's times you make Jalen Hurts play backwards, and I mean, not attack the line, not get clean reads not get clean ball handling stuff, affect the way that, you know, take advantage of maybe uh, a banged up offensive line if that's the case. And the Cowboys have done a great job of that. The Cowboys defense could shut the Eagles down here, and it could be one of these games like we saw on Thursday night football where it's 12-7 to or some some silly thing like that, you know. But you find they're finding ways to win, and a lot of it has to do with the defense. And I appreciate the confidence he has in, in what they have because it's not false – uh, bravado, as they say, it, it, it's you know it's actual fact that they're playing very very well on defense, and you know and, and Jalen Hurts is uh, about to see that firsthand. Do you find that that like is Demarcus unique in that, or or do you find that just being around guys like it's natural for a player to get if you get six seven questions in a row about how good their opponent is, you get guys yeah. who just go stop talking about it. I'm I'm done talking about it. Yeah, it's the same thing that, you know, it happened with Jason Peters when we were talking about mm-hmm. the Philly crowd. And, you know, uh, when you when you open, you know, the press conference up, you answer a question, then your comment journey leads to another question and then another question and then another question. Never could he couldn't change the subject. He was trying. You know, he says, hey, they've got this. They got that. Great. But then the reporters are like, wait a minute. He just said something that triggered me. And you know how it is. Bobby standing in the locker room. Sometimes you don't even have a question as a reporter, and they and then the player says something, the coach says something, 
and it triggers you for yeah. a question. It takes it in a whole other direction. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't blame him. Uh, the thing about it is, I know this for a fact. Tank Lawrence has had, uh, Demarcus Lawrence has had really good games against Lane Johnson. You know, he's he's played Lane Johnson, the right tackle for the Eagle Eagles, very well. So I, I I expect him to go out there and play well again. It's just a matter of his other teammates can play well enough too. And, you know, for the last, you know, four or five weeks, they've been able to do that. You know, one of the discussion points we've heard a lot recently has been about Dallas and how much Dan Quinn has decided to start using stunts and twists and games up front. Uh, I believe they use the, the analytics say that they use them more than anybody else in the NFL right now. Um, Jason Kelsey talked yesterday uh, about the fact that when you're doing those things, when you're running those games, that's typically, you know, on snaps where you're going to be expecting a pass. Because if you do those things in the run game, you often you get, gashed. You get yeah. gashed because you you create vulnerabilities that they can take yeah. advantage of. Is it going to be harder? Like, like would you be surprised if this is the game where we see them doing that the least, because is it harder yeah. if Jalen Hurts is able to run RPOs and go, oh, here comes a twist. All right, we're going to run the ball then. Does, does that limit Dallas's ability to, you know, play those games up front? Yeah, I think it does, because what happens is when you play a team with RPOs and it, this is a one of those rare teams that does it better than anybody in the National Football League. So and because you got a quarterback that's very capable of doing it, he's very comfortable doing that. They have the offensive line. They have the the backs. They have that capability of playing this way. And as we talked to Elliot, that they made a commitment early last year. They were trying to throw the ball. It didn't work. They started running the ball. They became a playoff team from that. So when you play a team that's RPO based, then all of a sudden it becomes discipline. Can you stay in your lanes? Can you take your guy? Can you collapse the quarterback? Can you get the pitch guy? You know, all those things, you know, that you're hard or can you take the guy at the mesh point? You know, all those things you you have to deal with with these RPOs is all about discipline. It's all about staying in your space. And so this is going to test the Cowboys because they're an up the field attack, twist, stunt, blitz. You know, that the one thing, you know, is if you could choke this run from the Eagles, make this guy pass, because what happens when he faces pressure He's a 41% passer. That, that's a fact. And so, you know, but the, the, the thing that worries me is the balance. And if you get into a situation where all of a sudden you're not playing with discipline, you're not playing with your eyes, you're, you're, you're getting knocked out of gaps, you know, then there's a problem. And that plays right into the Eagles' hands because they'll keep running plays until you stop them. And once you stop them, then they'll go some another direction. But far less twists. Maybe, you know, even even twisting on third down when you're blitzing and rushing and stuff like that might not be the best thing. I think you have to blitz this guy. I think you have to muddle rush. And when I mean muddle rush, I think you have to just try and keep him in the pocket. Don't worry about going too far up the field. Kind of keep him there, keep him there, and then collapse on it right there. But you got to also finish. When you get, I'm talking Armstrong, Tank, anybody, Fowler, anybody that gets a shot at this quarterback – and you get him in the pocket, don't miss that tackle in the pocket because that's the thing that turns into a 25-yard run when they miss those tackles. One of the things I noticed looking at uh, Jalen Hurts' splits is that when they are uh, tied or trailing 
and there's some pressure on Jalen Hurts to make plays with his arm this season. He's not been great. His passer no. rating's under 80 in, in snaps where they're tied or trailing. Um, you know, when they're running the non-RPOs, the RPO versus the non-RPO, his pass rating's about 20 points better when he's running RPOs and, and throwing out of that. Um, and so a lot of what they've talked about this week, I know you've talked about driving him back. Let's say even if you're not able to drive him back, is there just an advantage in keeping him in the pocket, even if you're not necessarily pressuring him, just not letting him break contain? What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, that's, I mean, the thing, Jalen Hurts has become better throwing the ball. There's no question about sure. that. But there's also that factor where, and I mentioned, like you said, I appreciate you bringing it up, make him play backwards. Yep. Make him play backwards because his mechanics get worse when he's under pressure. And that's the thing. He's never been a great mechanics guy. When he can set his feet and throw, he's he's okay. But when you make him play backwards or off a little bit, he tends to struggle that way. Throwing the ball, the accuracy's not there. You know, he doesn't want to take a sack. He'll throw the ball away before he takes a sack. So, yeah, it, it, it's it, – pressure affects his mechanics. Make him go backwards. Make him have to not set his feet. And then you got a really good chance of him throwing a bad ball to uh, maybe a ball that you can catch. I know you've talked about this on uh, G Bag Nation this week a little bit uh, that you guys have brought up. Like they are such a dominant team in the second quarter, and and that applies to Jalen Hurts specifically. Like Jalen Hurts has uh, four. All of his passing touchdowns have come in the second quarter this year. Uh, all but I think two of his rushing touchdowns have come in in the in the second quarter. And then when you get outside of that. That's all of his interceptions. He His passer rating is terrible in the first, third, and fourth quarter. Is there anything, is that fluky? Or, or is there something about the way the Eagles call this game? Is there something about their scripted plays? Is there is there something to some aspect that you think explains away why they're good in the second quarter? And if there is an aspect of that, what do the Cowboys do to combat that? Yeah, I think teams start to kind of figure out the flow of the game a little bit. I, I don't know if the Eagles are a script team or not, but I think the teams kind of get a little bit better idea of like, okay, this is how they're going to play today. They're going to, they're going to try and run the ball on us this way, or, you know, they've got runs that they hang their hats on, yeah. you know, the RPO stuff that they do. They're, they're kind of a power running game too, when they get on the edge or the perimeter with, you know, when they pulled, uh, they pull Jason Kelsey on the plays, the outside. You know, that's a big part of their offense. I think teams kind of figure out how to play them and do a little bit better job. Now, their, their offensive line has been compromised a little bit in some of these games, too. You know, uh, Elliot was talking about that, you know, that they, that they like to rotate guys. It, it shouldn't affect their game plan. But this is a different team you're playing against with the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys have done a really nice job when offensive lines have not been very good. Yes. Where they struggle in pass protection. So for the Eagles, if it's a situation where all of a sudden, you know, Dan Quinn gets a good uh, good uh, vibe on what's going on in the game, he gets a couple of early stops, 
Eagles have to adjust. You choke their run game and make him have to throw the football. Now it's about sicking that rush on Jalen Hurts, and that's what will really affect him. You let him run the ball, you let him be comfortable, then you're going to have you're going to have problems in the first third and fourth uh, fourth uh, quarters. Uh, you know, if you if you don't do that. Last thing here before we uh, go over to the mailbag. Uh, one of the things that I think is is really encouraging for the Cowboys that Elliot mentioned there. Uh, Avante Maddox not expected to play, uh, which would be huge for them. I think that Josiah Scott is definitely somebody you'd rather go up against. And even though he mentioned they've been playing uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson as a more traditional safety, he has taken a few snaps in the slot. He played, he, a lot, he, he, yeah. played he played a lot more in the slot last week than he has other games. Um, and so is, is that the area? Is it Chauncey Gardner-Johnson? Is it Josiah Scott? Is it let's work these guys? Let's find these guys. Yeah, I think you're on to something. And, and you know, and Elliot mentioned that as well. You know, the, the, the tackling problem that they've had at times. And when this team plays zone coverage, I think they give up a lot of plays. And they also, on third down, they haven't been great. You know, they really haven't. And, you know, their offense has been fine. Their defense hasn't. This game could very well come down to two things for me, Bobby. Can the Cowboys score enough points? That's number one. But how are these officials going to call this football game? Because you got a secondary when they play man coverage that loves to hold. They love to grab. They love to like they love the hand fight. They love all that stuff. Bradbury, you know, Slay. They liked it. I mean, you can watch Arizona tape and you can see them just grabbing guys, coming across, grabbing, grabbing, grabbing. John Hussey's crew, who's got this game this week, calls the second most PIs in the league. You know, that that, you know, we'll see. We'll see how tight Hussey's crew calls this game because this could affect him. If all of a sudden, you know, you're throwing the ball and there's a lot of these legal contacts, defensive holding, pass interference, that affects the way the games play. If the Cowboys could get two, three, you know, cheap penalties because of holding uh, or pass interference, those are those hidden yards. You know, we, we talked about the other day in the, when they played the Commanders. Commanders had 130 yards and penalties. Cowboys didn't run the ball worth a damn in that game. What was the difference? The penalties were the difference in that football game. So this, you know, if the officials call this one a lot tighter, and the history has shown that this John Hussey's crew will do that, well, then you know, then now we might not see the coverage and all those things that that Elliott was talking about. How good the secondary is because they look very grabby and very handsy to me. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast, and you can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Brian, it is that time once again.